So, Eruv Tavshin. What is it? What's the goal? If you remember, we summarized that last week. And then we moved on to discuss two nafkamina, two ramifications that evolves from, from different approaches, from the different opinions about Eruv Tavshin. I'm going to do that quickly now, just to refresh our memory. And so we'll be able to move on here to a third nafkamina, to a third situation, to a third ramification. Eruv Tavshin. First approach is that this is a device to allow the prohibition, the rabbinical prohibition, not to cook from Yom Tov on Shabbat. That is Rav Chizda in Tractate Psachim, who is of the opinion that before the Eruv Tafshilin came to the world, there was a prohibition, rabbinically speaking, not to cook from Yom Tov on Shabbat. And the reason for that prohibition was in order to protect, to prevent that a person should not go and cook from Yom Tov to Chol, to Mount, to weekday, because that's a biblical prohibition. Came the Eruv Tavshilin, and what is it? It's a device that allows that prohibition. How so? One word, Heikel. It's a thing that allows for the distinction between Yom Tov to Shabbat and Yom Tov to weekday. Without an Eruv, you may not see the distinction between the two. And so we have to prohibit Yom Tov to Shabbat. So you won't go to cook from Yom Tov to weekday. Once you placed an Eruv, and you say, only with the Eruv, you're allowed now to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbat. It creates a way for us people to make a clear distinction that Yom Tov to Shabbat is okay because we placed an Eruv. But Yom Tov to Chol, it's not okay. Second opinion. Eruv Tafshilin is not to allow a prohibition that existed before, because there was no prohibition before. That's Rabbah in Tractate Psachim. There was no biblical prohibition. There was no rabbinical prohibition. Nothing. You were allowed to cook. You were always allowed to cook from Yom Tov to a Shabbat. And why? Because even from Yom Tov to a weekday, it's not even... A biblical prohibition, it's only rabbinical prohibition. So what is Eruv Tavshilin? Eruv Tavshilin is a reminder. Zikaron. A reminder for what? To set aside meals for Shabbat. Meaning, when you have a Yom Tov that falls, Eve of Shabbat, because Yom Tov, we celebrate and we celebrate and we eat again and eat again. We may end up eating the food that was meant for Shabbat. So what do we do? We do a Ruv Tavshilin. A Ruv Tavshilin, what is it? 
before Yom Tov, we set aside something for the Shabbat. Well, that action serves as a reminder. Remember, you have to set aside meals for Shabbat. And so then, before my meals of Yom Tov, I will be setting aside all the meals that are meant for Shabbos. The prohibition to cook came after. It came after to strengthen this very Takana in the form of penalty. Saying, if you don't put an Eruv, you won't be able now to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbat. That's kind of a penalty that urges people to make sure to place the Eruv. So yes, today, at the end of the day, once you place the Eruv, now you're allowed to cook. But it's not that the Eruv came in the first place for that. Eruv in the first place came for a reminder for Shabbos, for Shabbos meals. The prohibition came after to penalize a person so he'll make sure to make the Eruv. So once he makes the Eruv, he doesn't have the penalty and he's allowed to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbos. Third opinion, that's Ravashi. Ravashi says, just like Rava, which was the second opinion, I hold that before the Eruv, there was no prohibition to cook from Yom Tov to a Shabbos. Because Ravashi too follows the opinion of Rabbah in Tractate Psachim. Therefore, the Eruv is not meant simply put to allow a prohibition that was before, like Rav Chizda, like the first opinion, because there was not such a prohibition. What is the Eruv? Well, the Eruv is introducing now kind of a limited prohibition to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbos. What do I mean by limited prohibition? That beginning a cooking process from now on, you're not allowed. But continuing a cooking process, you're allowed. And that's what the Eruv is all about. You play something before Yom Tov, which is symbolizing the beginning of a cooking process for Shabbos. So now from now on, on Yom Tov, you can just continue. You can cook anything you want because that would be considered continuing the process of cooking. And what's the purpose of this whole thing? The purpose of this whole thing is Kavod Yom Tov, is to strengthen the idea that from Yom Tov to a weekday, you're not allowed to cook. True, you're not allowed to cook rabbinically, but we want to strengthen that rabbinical prohibition. We cannot strengthen it by doing a simple gzera and prohibit everything from Yom Tov to Shabbat, because we don't do that. We don't have the authority to do that gzera li gzera. So we came up with a creative gzera, which is not exactly the same type. Yom Tov to Chol, you're not allowed to cook anything. Yom Tov to Shabbat, you're not allowed to begin the process of cooking, but you can continue a process that already began before, and that's what the Eruv is all about. These are the three opinions. So in one word, Rav Chizda is Hekera, distinction. Rava it's Zikaron, a reminder. Ravashi, it's beginning. Hatchala, the beginning of a cooking process. With that, last week, 
we discussed there are two ramifications that evolves. I'm just going to mention the cases, but I'm not going to go back to how exactly it fits in all the three opinions. But the cases that we discussed was, could you make an Eruv way before Yom Tov? Or do you have to, to make it the eve of Yom Tov? And we discussed that it depends on the different opinions here, Frizda, Rava, and Ravashi, whether it has to be the eve of Yom Tov. If it's a reminder or a distinction, it's got to be then. Otherwise, 10 weeks before, it won't be helpful. But if it's like Ravashi, technically speaking, to beginning the process before, before can be any time before. And second situation, or second case, second ramification that we discussed was whether we need both a matzah and an egg, a baked item and a cooked item, for the Eruv to be valid, properly valid, or it's enough one cooked item. If it's about the beginning of a process, then beginning of a process has Two main categories, baking and cooking. So you would need two. If it's um, a reminder or a distinction, then one could serve as a distinction. One could serve as a reminder. And when I say one, I want to clarify something here. It's got to be a cooked item. And why not baked item? Pashtas, simply put, is because most of the preparations are usually about cooking, and the original takana was a cooked item. And from once the takana has been instituted this way, it should not be changed. So, which is why we always call it tafshilin. In the Mishnah, it was about a tafshil, and um, uh, it's about a cooked item that should be prim- uh, that should be the main one, the main takana. However, according to Ravashi. One cooked item is enough for cooking, but if you want to bake, you also need a baked item. At Cannes, what we discussed the last three weeks. Let's now continue and introduce a third ramification, a third case, a third question. And to answer that, we're going to continue a few lines in the Talmud, in the text of the Gemara that we began a few weeks before. The question is, and I'll leave you 30 seconds to think about it, could you make an Eruv on Yom Tov? Not before Yom Tov, as the original Takana is, but let's say you forgot. Could you on Yom Tov make an Eruv? Think about it. I won't take answers now. First, we're going to read the Gemara, and then I'll take the answers, but I'd like you to think first. On your own.
אוקיי. בנימין, בנימין is noting the heads. Good, good. What you have done in the last few seconds here is the process of the Talmud. You have processed in your mind what the Talmud is going to process now. And you will see if, you know, if you are correct, meaning if you, if your thought process end up to be what the Talmud is saying. And if not, you're also correct. And you'll see soon why. Whatever you thought of, it's correct. First of all, the experience of the thinking is what le- true learning is about. True learning is not saying to heal him, but it's exactly what you just did, which is to process in your mind, according to this opinion, would that work, would not work, according to the other opinion, and so on and so forth. Now let's take a look and see what the Talmud is saying. In your booklet, it will be on page On page five, on top of the page, the Hebrew Tnan and the English we learned in the Mishnah. I'm going to read in Hebrew and translate uh, in my own words, but you're welcome to follow in the English text. So let's take a look. Says the Gemara. Nan, we learned in the Mishnah, so the Gemara is quoting back what the Mishnah has said, that you need Eruv Tavshilin to place a Tavshil, a cooked item, before Yom Tov, the eve of Yom Tov, and you can rely upon it to cook during the entire Yom Tov, you can cook for the Shabbos. Now that we have introduced in Tractat Beitza two reasons, Rava and Ravashi, the Gemara is asking the following. Listen. Bishlem ale Rav Ashi de Omar I understand well, according to Ravashi, which the reason is to protect the Yom Tov, meaning that people should be aware that from Yom Tov to Chol you cannot cook. How so? Because they'll see that from Yom Tov to Shabbat you're not allowed to begin a process. So from Yom Tov to Chol, how much more so you're not allowed? Is Hainu the Me'erev Yom Tov in? Be Yom Tov lo? I understand why it's got to be done before Yom Tov. But on Yom Tov, no. Meaning no. Meaning it won't work. And Eruv Tavshin, according to Ravashi, won't work. So I understand well the Mishnah when the Mishnah says you've got to place the Eruv Tavshilin Erev Yom Tov. El Ale Rava. However, according to Rava, which his reason was a reminder for Shabbos, 
Ma'ir yamerev Yom Tov. What does it have to be? The eve of Yom Tov. I feel a bit Yom Tov Nami. Even Yom Tov itself. You can make an Eru. That's the question. Mishnah said, Erev Yom Tov. As the Gemara, according to Ravashi, makes sense. According to Rava, it doesn't make sense. Now, was that what you... I'm sure that you probably thought also Rav Chizda, but you see that the Gemara doesn't address Rav Chizda. Uh, but in Rava and Ravashi, was that the thought process that, you just, that you've just experienced before you learned the Gemara? Leon says yes. Binyamin said no. Rebosha, you you agree with the Gemara? You don't want you're afraid of uh, of disagreeing. Don't worry, the Gemara loves the Gemara loves people who disagree. You know, as long as at the end we all agree, lemaisebepoel. When it's got to come to halacha, we all have to agree. But when we are in the thinking process, the Gemara encourages us to challenge everything. So <clears throat> that's the question of the Gemara. I'm going to go back to it in a moment. Let me see first the answer. Tikemara says, Inachinami. It answers, You're right. According to Rava, an Eruv can be done on Yom Tov. Ah, if so, why was the Takana made such that it should be done before Yom Tov? Well, Elog Zera Shema Yivsha. We are afraid. We are concerned that a person, if we're going to ask him to do the Eruv on Yom Tov, he may forget. He may end up forget doing the Eruv. He'll be so busy with uh, Yom Tov preparation. You know how it goes Yom Tov. Yom Tov, you go to shul, you, you have meals, you have all kind of things going on. It's, it's, it's happening, Yom Tov. And so Eruv Tavshirin, oi, he may forget. So we say, you know what? We're just trying to be practical. And we say to him, place the Eruv Tavshin before Erev Yom Tov. Erev Yom Tov, there's a little bit of free space in your mind. That's when you should do the Eruv Tavshin. Good. That's the answer. In other words, logically speaking, you're right that according to Rava, the Eruv could technically work even if you do it on Yom Tov. The reason we ask to do it before, it wasn't... Inyani, it wasn't logically speaking. It was just... Ma'asi, practically speaking. But according to Rav Ashi, it's logically speaking. The Eruv cannot work on Yom Tov. Now, in this Gemara, there is another version, another Girsa. And that happens, not every single piece of Gemara, but it happens quite often. Where you would have different Kabbalot, different Nuschaot, different versions, that the Rishonim 
the early scholars such as Rashi, the Rambam, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Ritva, and on and on. Had Rashi had one girsa, and according to that, he explains the Gemara one way. Tosfot, which is another commentary, had a different girsa, and based on him, but on his girsa, he explained the Gemara differently. Which I'd like to say, it's basically different glasses. You can put different glasses and you could see the Gemara differently. And if you put glasses which are which have a blue color, you would see everything in blue. You put things in, in green, you think everything in green. Something in the girsaot, in the wording of the Gemara, sometimes when the wording changes, it's a whole different Gemara. It's a whole different logic. It's a whole different thing. Now, what is happening here? Before we even digest the first version, I'd like to throw in here the other version in the Rishonim, in Tosfotrid Rabbi Yeshayahu Ditrani. He's got a different version. And according to him, the question of the Gemara was exactly the other way around. Meaning, Bishlema Lerava. I understand well according to Rava that the Eruv has, has to be before Shabbat. Uh, sorry, before Yom Tov. Cannot be on Yom Tov. But according to Ravashi, it can be on Yom Tov. And the answer is the same. That you're right, according to Ravashi, it can be on Yom Tov. Except that Shema Yivsha, maybe uh, he'll forget. So practically speaking, we ask him to do before Yom Tov. You see how interesting. So what I'd like to do now, to be able to understand what's going on in Rashi, what's going on in the Tosfot Reed, what's these two versions, and how do we actually understand I want to ask you, and we're going to start with the Rava, Ravashi, and then Rav Chizda. If you're thinking that the Eruv can be done on Yom Tov, according to them, yes or no? Let's begin with Rava. Do you think that according to Rava, the Yom Tov can be, the Eruv can be done on Yom Tov? Very good. So you're saying not only it's possible, it actually work even better. But you gave a deadline, which the deadline is at least before the Yom Tov meal. Let's say before the second the lunch. Okay? Before the lunch of Yom Tov meal, you put the Eruv. So you remember to set aside. If the problem is that you're going to finish everything during the meal, so it should be done before the meal. It doesn't have to be done before Yom Tov. And you added, it could even work even better. Very good. My next question. Ravashi. Would an Eruv work if it is done on Yom Tov? In other words, could you begin a process of cooking on Yom Tov? No. 
The whole Eruv is that the beginning of the process got to be before Yom Tov. So the question is, could somebody make an Eruv on Yom Tov? In other words, beginning the process of cooking on Yom Tov and allow them to continue after that the process. No, of course not. Because the whole thing of the Eruv is that the beginning of the process of cooking had begun before the Yom Tov. So it can only be done before Yom Tov. Cannot be done on Shabbos. Uh, sorry, on Yom Tov. Then, then it takes away the entire purpose of the Eruv. The entire meaning. So according to that, does the version of the Gemara which we just read, according to Rashi, which is the one that is in front of us here, does it make sense? Yes or no? What is the Gemara saying in front of us? The, the, the Gisa that we have. Bishlema, according to Ravashi, I understand why Erem Yovt, Erev Yom Tov, yes, Yom Tov, no. But according to Rava, it can be done on Yom Tov. Does this Gisa make sense? Very good. It does make sense. Based on everything that we discussed and everything we know from all the previous lessons and from the summary at the beginning of this lesson today, the girsa in front of us, the one that we just read, makes perfectly sense. It's exactly that. Bishlem Ravashi, I understand why Me'erev Yom Tov, the Eruv works, but Yom Tov, the Eruv doesn't work. Why? Because if it's about the beginning of a process before Yom Tov, it has to be beginning of a process before Yom Tov. You, you can't begin a process on Yom Tov. So the, the Eruv won't, won't work if you do it on Shabbos, on, on Yom Tov. But according to Rava, which is about reminder, and as Avram Dov explained, it's a reminder of what? That you won't finish everything during the meals, so it can be done during Yom Tov. Of course, before you meal, but on Yom Tov can be done. And that's what the Gemara is asking. And the Gemara answers, you're right, but uh, we, we, we don't want him to forget, so practically speaking, we ask him to do it before Yom Tov. So according to that, the Girsa, the version of the Tosfot read, doesn't make any sense. He says exactly the opposite. He says, according to Rava, on Yom Tov it doesn't work. But according to Ravashi, on Yom Tov it works. How so? So in order to answer that, I'd like to ask you my next question. According to Rav Chizda, would a Eruv work on Yom Tov? Rav Chizda was, the Eruv is a distinction between Yom Tov and Shabbat and Yom Tov and Chol. Yes, it would work. Very good. Yes, it would work. You place an Eruv on Yom Tov and you say, only because of this Eruv, I'm now allowed to cook. That makes the distinction. You don't have to make an Eruv before Yom Tov? 
Next question. Well, first let me share with you another way to understand Rava. Up until now, we had three opinions, Rav Chizda, Rava, and Ravashi. But in Rava, we had one way to understand it. I would like to introduce a second way to understand Rava. It will remain the same thing, meaning the same purpose. It's about Shabbos, it's a reminder for Shabbos and so on. But here's the thing. What is the concern? Up until now, we said, the concern is that a person during his meals on Yom Tov will end up eating and eating and finish everything. And so the Eruv is here to remind him what? Before the meal to set aside the meals that are meant for Shabbos. This should be clearly placed on the side. Here's another way to understand Rava. The concern is that on Erev Yom Tov, the eve of Yom Tov, that means, let's say this Shavuot is Thursday, sorry, it's Friday Shabbos. So Thursday, Thursday is the eve of Yom Tov. The guy is going to shop. And he's he's thinking Shavuot, 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 and he's buying for Shavuot. But he forgot that there is a Shabbos after. You'll tell me this year Shavuot is Shabbat in in uh, in uh, in uh, in Chutzlaretz. It doesn't really work because you'll say if he buys for two days of Yom Tov, he buys. But we first of all we're going by. The original Yom Tov, which was one day. And second, if you want to be specific, it could happen in a Yom Tov that would fall Thursday, Friday, and then you have Shabbos. And so the guy is buying for Yom Tov. And he may, the concern is, he may forget to buy enough for, for the Shabbos. He's focused on the Yom Tov. So we want to make sure Erev Yom Tov, when he's preparing for Yom Tov, that he should remember to also prepare, meaning to shop for the Shabbos as well. And so we ask him to place an Eruv Tafshilin, which serves the same thing. Set aside something to remember about the meals of Shabbos, but to remember about the meals of Shabbos, not because that during the meals of Yom Tov, you're going to eat everything and we want you to set aside your meals that were meant for Shabbos before the meals. No, it's a whole different way. It's a whole different concern. Is we want to make sure that before Yom Tov, you buy, you shop enough for Yom Tov and for Shabbos. If you understand Rava this way, could the Eruv be made on Yom Tov? Well, obviously not. Very good. That's how the Tosfat read understood. He understood two things. And here, please bear with me for a moment. I know that your head is going to spin, 
But that's okay. We're in the middle of the Talmud. Up until now. We learned in Tractate Beitza that there is two opinions, Rava and Ravashi. And we said there is in Tractate Psachim a third opinion, which is called Rav Chizda, named by, uh, told by Rav Chizda. The Rambam, Maimonides, and the Tosfot Rid, and a few others, they are of the approach that Rav Ashi in Tracted Beitza is saying what Rav Chizda is saying in Tracted Psachim. Meaning that whole opinion of Ravashi that we studied until now, according to them, it does not exist. There is no three opinions. There is two. There is Rava. It's about Shabbos. And then there is Ravashi and Ravchizda. Ravashi and Ravchizda, it's one single opinion. It's the same thing. Exactly how we define Ravchizda, they apply it to Ravashi. And they say that what Ravashi is telling you, so people will say, it's what Ravchizda is saying. That the Eluv is here to allow a prohibition that existed before. The Eruv is not, as we learned up until now in Ravashi, the introduction of a, pre, of a limited prohibition to begin the cooking process, etc., etc., as we understood Ravashi until now. According to them, the Rambam and the Tosfot read, this opinion in Ravashi does not exist. There is no such an opinion. So what is Ravashi saying? He's saying what you've learned in Psachim, in Tracted Psachim, in Rav Chizda. In other words, he's saying that the Eruv is a hacker, a distinction. So people will uh, make the distinction between Yom Tov and Shabbat and Yom Tov and Chol. Basically, Rav Chiza. And if that's the case, now you understand the version, the Nusach, the Girsa of Ravashi, sorry, of the Tosfat Rid in our tracted Beitza. According to them, is exactly the opposite. He disagrees with Rashi in two things, in the understanding of Rava and in the understanding of Ravashi. In the understanding of Rava, he disagrees with Rashi that it's true it's a reminder for Shabbos, but not because of the meals, that during Yom Tov meals he's going to finish everything. But because before Yom Tov he won't shop enough. 
That's number one. Second, the Tosfadri disagrees with Rashi in the understanding of Rav Ashi. Rashi understood that Rav Ashi is a third opinion. It's not Rava. It's not Rav Chizna. It's a third opinion. It's the one that we studied. That it's about introducing a limited prohibition to begin the cooking process before Yom Tov, etc. Tosfatrit says, no, there is no such a third opinion. Now, what is Ravashi saying? He's saying what Rav Chizda is saying. He's saying that the whole Eruv is here to allow a prohibition that existed before. And how does the Eruv work? It's a hacker, it's a distinction. Based on that, says Tosfatrit, the Gemara's question is exactly the opposite of yours, Rashi. The Gemara is saying like this, Bish Rava, according to Rava, the Eruv has to be done before Yom Tov. And on Yom Tov it won't work. Why? Well, <laughs> because the Eruv is about a reminder for Shabbos. Meaning, what is the concern? That he before Yom Tov, he won't shop enough. So the Eruv has to be done before Yom Tov. Cannot be done on Yom Tov. But according to Rav Ashi, meaning, in the mind of the Tosfatrid, in the glasses of the Tosfatrid, Rav Ashi is Rav Chizda, then the Eruv can be done if it's about a distinction between Yom Tov and Shabbos and Yom Tov and Chol. Well, the distinction can be done on Yom Tov. And the Gemara answers, you're right, but uh, practically speaking, we before, so he doesn't forget, we ask him to do it before Yom Tov. That's the Tosfat read. But Rashi is exactly the opposite. Rashi says the question is, Bishlema Ravashi has to be done before. But Rava can be done on Yom Tov. Why? Because Rashi understood Rav Ashi differently and understood Rava differently. He understood that Rav Ashi is not Rav Chizda. Rav Ashi is a third opinion which is about beginning the process before Yom Tov. So that will strengthen people's awareness that on Yom Tov to a weekday you cannot cook. But it's not Rav Chizda at all. There was no prohibition before to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbat. We just introduced the prohibition, the limited prohibition, not to begin a cooking process, but to continue a cooking process. Well, if that's the thing, of course it has to be done before Yom Tov. Can't begin the cooking process on Yom Tov. That takes away the whole purpose of the Eru. But according to Rava, and now Rava, the way in the glasses of Rashi, the way Rashi understood that the concern is a what? That during the Yom Tov, he will finish everything during the meal. Then the Eruv can be done on Yom Tov. Like Avram Dov said, it can be done before the meal of Yom Tov. So what did we learn here? That with regard to this question, whether an Eruv can be done on Yom Tov, it depends on the three opinions. And not only that, it also depends on the understanding of Rava. We have just been introduced here with Two opinions 
sorry, true understanding of the opinion of Rava. So to summarize, if it's Rav Chizda, if the Eruv is a distinction between Yom Tov to Shabbat to Yom Tov to Chol in order to allow the prohibition that existed before, then the Eruv can be done on Yom Tov. No problem. If the Eruv is like Rav Ashi, according to Rashi, which means a third opinion, which is that you're beginning a cooking process before Yom Tov, so you can continue your process on Yom Tov, the answer is the Eruv cannot be done on Yom Tov. Impossible. Finally, finally, let me just conclude. If the Eruv is about a reminder for Shabbos, Rava, then it depends. If the concern is that he will finish all the eating, he will, he will eat all the food during the meals of Yom Tov, then the Eruv, the reminder, can be done on Yom Tov before the meal. If, however, the concern is a little bit different than that, is that before Yom Tov he won't shop enough, then obviously the Eruv's got to be done before Yom Tov.